Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Middle Falls Christian Center. We lift up the name of Jesus Christ tonight and we praise His holy name for He is a miracle worker. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is worthy to be praised in this place tonight. We praise you, Lord. We praise your Holy Spirit. We praise you, Father God. We bless your Holy Name in this place, O God. We lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up His name. Hallelujah. Praise His name. Hallelujah. Father God, Lord, it is wonderful to know the miracle worker. And He is here tonight ready to perform His Word. In Jesus' mighty Name we know this. Amen. Give the Lord another praise offering. Hallelujah. Praise His Name. Lift up His Name, Church. Lift up His Name. Praise You, Lord. Praise You. We praise You. Let's go on. Let's praise Him. to the band, we can go on like this indefinitely. Do you agree, church? Amen. Well, welcome to Little Falls No Compromise Christian Center. I have loved that since the day Pastor Harold mentioned that. And I'm glad that this is Christian country. Amen. You know, some people think that our church's name is Christian Country, <laughs> but it is actually Little Falls Christian Center who is situated in the heart of Christian Country, the West Rand. This is just west of heaven, you know, where the anointing falls down upon God's people. God is doing a visitation with His people tonight. You know, have you ever been properly upset? <laughs> Let's start the evening like that. Have you ever been properly upset? I suppose there's no angels here tonight. There's just blood-washed children of God who needs grace and mercy on your daily journey. Okay, then we're all in the same boat. Tonight I'm, I'm tackling a little bit of a heavy topic, but it's sometimes good to talk about things that affects human beings. And we are many times affected by ourselves, by the things we do. Have you ever caught yourself out? You know, as, as, as a two-year-old, we understand anger. We do, and I always mention the two-year-olds. I'm glad that I don't have a two-year-old yet in my home, but there's one soon to be arriving in August, a little baby, and we are so glad. But, you know, I'm glad that grandmas and grandpas can give back the little ones. I've seen it, the relief on many people when they return the child. You know, it's like getting a deposit back when you return the child. 
But God does not return his children. God accepts his children and wants to be good to his children. And I've been thinking right coming up to the stage, sometimes the Holy Spirit would would just lift things up. And I've been thinking and I did not have the time to see where the terminology I'm cross at you comes from. Don't check it now. We'll check it later. (laughs) I'm cross at you because a cross takes the things that affects us and neutralizes it. The cross of Jesus Christ sets us on the right path. So when I say I'm cross at you, should be a positive thing. It should not be a negative thing. So tonight I want to spend time, it's over there, the spirit (laughs) of anger. Thank you, Philip. (laughs) He caught me tonight. The spirit of anger, because there is truly a spirit released upon this planet. There's a spirit released, and that spirit is busy killing people. That spirit is at work at a pace that we don't understand. But I'm not going there yet. I'm taking it closer to home, closer to where It affects every person. And that is within a person itself. Because when God created the earth, He blessed the earth and He said, this is a good place. This is is a place I have created where human beings will experience the eternal God. And then we managed to unbless it. There's no word called unbless, but tonight, let Oxford Dictionary take note that George Brandon created a new word. To unbless something. And mankind have made it their business to undo what God wants to do. And if there's one thing One thing that affects all of us, it is the word called anger. There is no person that can hide or that are so perfect. Believe me, I I don't want to mention this, but through the years in leadership, and I'm sure the pastors can attest to this, that we, I have experienced the most wonderful people in my journey, on my journey, the most beautiful people, until they get upset. (laughs) The moment they get upset, then it's kind of like, what's going on here now? I have never met this person because this person is not the same as that person a minute ago. Have you been that person? I have so many times been that person. And then I make a promise to God that I will never act in that way again. Lord, I promise, today I vow. 10 minutes later, if you're married, then you find yourself in trouble. (laughs) You cannot get away from it if you are married, except if you are married to an angel, you know. But we know what happened when angels came down and married women. (laughs) Great trouble came upon the earth. Great trouble. So God has created marriage between two human beings. And that's the place where we grow. Oh, I don't have any amens. Wait, (laughs) this is becoming a marriage counseling session here tonight. So I want to immediately take you to Genesis 4 from verse 1. Genesis 4. And I must start at the place where it manifested, where we see the manifestation of frustration. Genesis 4 from verse 1 says, Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. 
Now Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruits of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Boom, just like that. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother? And he said, do you, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Now, I don't know if I would have the guts to talk to God like that. But it shows us the loving God that in our books, he should have immediately killed Cain. How many of you agreed with, agree with me? Okay, so you like me. But you see, here's the problem, people. Sin at the door. Sin at the door. The thing about anger is that anger is the front man. It's the first thing, when anger comes through the door, it opens itself up. It opens the door to many, many wickedness. That is why in a time of frustration and political, specifically political frustration in a nation, a person need to check your lips. We need to check what we are releasing in the spirit dimension. Because on Saturdays, this Saturday was a heavy, intense prayer for the nation. And there's purpose behind not getting angry. There's great purpose behind that. I do not know if you have grown to the place in your life where you don't get angry anymore. Don't put up your hands. Again, the married people would suffer worse than the teenagers. So at the door of our lives, every person has a door to their life. And that door is controlled, the opening and closing by choices. And the worst choice a person can make like Cain is to open the door of anger. Because anger is something that is not static, it grows. Anger always goes to a new level. It is something that grows if it is not checked and put in its right place. Because what's the problem here? If we look at Cain's life, Nothing is shown regarding Cain, and I could not find specific because there's a lot of commentary on Cain's life. But I, when I look at Cain's life, I want to think that Cain was instructed by his father called Adam, the first man. Can you imagine having Adam as your father? Everything that Father God shared with Adam, Adam took it to his children. But yet we find an angry, angry person here. He was angry before he got to the place of bringing a sacrifice or an offering. I think personally, Abel brought a sacrifice and he brought an offering from the ground. What's the difference? 
between a sacrifice and an offering, it's basically the same thing. But a sacrifice, we can immediately see right there that the Bible is all about Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus. And right there it shows that when we bring our lives to God, that we need to do proper sacrifices. When it comes to being angry, this man got angry at God and like Satan to get back at God, he would do the bad things towards another person. Demonic, demonic. I really believe Satan was involved there, instigating him, take him to a level he has never been. But this man was angry. So would, would I say, would I be fair to say that he was angry because God did not accept his, his offering? I want to say that this man was angry, period. And he doesn't show he was married. But he was an angry man. Which shows to me if he was probably the second person, the first person actually born on this planet, then how many thousand years later do we suffer from the same symptoms as Cain? But yet God warned him, do not open the door because when anger comes in, anger will surely destroy. It surely destroys. It kills. It's a killer. And all of us, all of us are in the same boat. So I want to take you to a place prophetically to show you what is busy happening, what is busy currently happening around the planet and the plans that Satan has for this world. Please go with me to Revelation 12, 12. It's actually the book of renovation, not revelation. Because God is gonna renovate this place, I wanna tell you. Do you know that the Hebrew for anger is to have, listen to this, a red nose. <laughs> Literally, in, in the Hebrew, it means, anger means red nose. Now, some of us, you can see the red noses more clearly, but you know, when your face suddenly lights up, that is what anger really is. And you can see it because that's where blood, that, you know, the blood, the, the, the blood pressure rises. And suddenly, you know, when, when you do that for a lifetime, you don't live long. Let me just say that. But in any case, Revelation 12, 12 says, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows that his time is short. The antidote to that, what is busy happening on the planet, the antidote to that we will get to. There's an antidote to anger. There truly is an antidote to this thing called anger. But the devil knows. You know, when you know you're going to jail tomorrow, when you know that tomorrow is your final, then you would not sleep. You would take all of your energy. And what would you do with that? Church, do you know what Satan does? He cannot touch any person except he gets a license. And his license is to open the door of anger. He cannot do nothing, nothing, but he needs your permission to open the door so that when anger comes through, then destruction surely comes through. 
I've been trying not to preach a message like this on <laughs> a Sunday evening before tomorrow. How many of you are going to work? You know, actually all of us, we should go to work. But in any case, <laughs> cannot believe it in any case. So anger is a highly spiritual thing. Anger is a spiritual thing. And you need to deal with that. When I came out of the world, I don't know, you know, I had anger, real anger issues. And some people, they just, they're not afraid. Some people are not afraid to go into situations. Road rage, I wonder what's the statistic on road rage. And road rage affects the most spiritual of us. The most spiritual. I want to tell you, in the past two weeks, you know what I started doing? Taking chances. Because of what? I'm getting upset of these potholes. Can you imagine to all the, I hope some politicians hear us tonight here at Little Falls Christian Center. I want to speak to all the main political parties now. I want to ask you, I'm looking at you now. I want to ask you, take all of your energy and put it into the potholes. Thank you. <laughs> Praise God. They fight. We have all of these commissions. All of this stuff. Take all of this stuff and put it into a bottle. We want to drive over that. Let me get back to the word. So politicians, we really don't care how you fight, but take that energy to the problems of the nation. Amen. Matthew 24 from verse 3. This is now the Lord, and he sat on the Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. But here's the problem, what Satan wants in all of the nations of the world. And it speaks with the next verse. He says, for nation will rise against nation. In the Greek, it's ethnos against ethnos. If Satan gets it right that we in South Africa speak against the races, he's got us. He's got us. And we cannot allow that because that's the root of anger. If he can get you, because he's usually the one that wants to get you, to follow you, to get the person next to you. Because he cannot get to people. He's not allowed to touch people. He needs people to do his dirty work. And so many Christians are doing his dirty work through pure, unadulterated anger. Tonight, God truly wants to deal with the roots of anger in people's lives. Can you imagine having a life where it truly is about loving one another, where you want to love the person, your wife, your husband, and God willing, your teenager. Someone asked us during the week, Pastor, that my teenager is extremely rebellious. Please give us advice. That's hard to give advice. Our advice was to the parents, Slow down. Get to the level where this child is and start communicating. Start loving. Do not react. Pray more than you react. Keep quiet. The hormones are heavy. <laughs> as if none of our, us as adults, we've been teenagers. For the teenagers in this church, God has given us the best. I want to tell you. Praise God. They're sitting in church. Amen. Give the Lord a praise offering for that. 
But the Lord says here, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. We must never rise against one another. And it says, and there will be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. We, we are seeing all of this now on a weekly and monthly basis. We might just as well just stay in church and wait for the Lord's return. Do you agree? So nobody goes home. He says, all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended. It's the age of offense. And we will, the people will betray one another and will hate one another. Betrayal and hatred, all of these things cannot be meant, cannot be named in our lives. Offense is something that is of Satan. God doesn't allow any person, any of his children to be offended. I want to take that route out tonight. God does not allow you to be offended. God does not allow you to give a comment upon, among the chairs of this church or the air condition. Because if you complain about something, pay for it. Right, amen. So no more complaints. If you, if you want to sit on a better chair, pay for it. The church you know, we don't create our own money. Wait, let's not go there. People are so easily offended now. You can look at America. America, if they don't stop, they are on their way to a civil war. That's how bad it is. And that is supposedly the Democrats and the Republicans. The Republicans are supposed to be Christians. But they fight. <laughs> So God never allows a person. He doesn't allow you to be offended. Come to the Bible school. We have a course on church discipline. We should somewhere preach upon that. Matthew 18, verse 16. I've got some good stuff for you, but not for tonight. So Satan wants the church. He wants every home. He's got a plan for every person every home, every workplace, and his plan is set forth by anger. That's it. Tonight, God wants to heal some people who've been through tough times. You have been affected by anger, by destruction, by others who took your life and made it nothing. But the Holy Spirit is restoring you tonight. So praise God for that. Now... Give the Lord a praise offering. Now the antidote to anger. This is there. How many of you want to hear this? Everybody in this place. Matthew 24, 11. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness abounds, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to the nations. And then the end will come. This is the solution. You've got to love Jesus more than anything in your life. Jesus Christ need to be your number one focus. The cross before me, the world behind me. Christ before me. Because this, this is prophetic stuff. We are living in these Scriptures right now. And it says here, when the love grows cold, the church's seats are empty. When the love grows cold, we do not pray for the lost anymore. When love grows cold, I don't care if you go to hell. When love grows cold, I don't care about my tithe anymore. I care about nothing, but God is serious. He wants a people full of love. And you only get the God kind of love in the presence of Jesus Christ. Praise His holy name. If a person, the moment a person steps back 
from that pure relationship from God, then everything goes. If you spend time in the presence of Jesus Christ, you want to do whatever he tells you to do. You want to be that person who is in the forefront. You want to be that witness to the nations. It is the most powerful thing when you take the time, when you take the step, when you take your voice and you elevate your face and give a friendly face to this world and speak about the love of God that Jesus Christ died for you and He was raised for you and He wants you eternally to be in His presence. That's God's plan. And nothing should stop you from going through those pearly gates. Nothing should stop you. We need to be focused lives. We need to love Jesus. How can we love Jesus and not be like Him? So, God never uses anger for His purposes. Never. God never uses anger to get something done. He always expresses favor, love, kindness. But obviously, with the thing, sin must be sin. This is not a church. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're in the right church. We don't okay sin here. If the Bible says where two people are sleeping together and they are unmarried, that is severe sin. Come and speak to the pastors. In a day you'll be married. One time. We'll sort you out like my Indian brothers tell me. Pastor, I'll sort you out. Yes, man. Let's sort them out. So any person not married... There's coming a day of judgment and you are living with another person. We don't judge here. We've got no business judging people. We just take the word of God and we apply it to people's lives. They experience the love of God and they put Satan in his place. That's just one sin. I can go on to many sins now. Do you want me to? Don't, let's not go there. So, okay. Now, finishing off this evening, this is my main scripture. I want you to go to James 1.19. James 1.19. Jacobus for the Afrikaanse mense. James 1.19. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man and woman be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. And then it says, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. The wrath of man. The angry state. Do you know that many things we think we are acting under the guidance of the Holy Spirit by being angry? So many times that's not correct. See, we need wisdom when we deal with lost people. They don't understand the word of God. They understand nothing. But they do understand when you come with love. They do understand that. And that's what they accept. But when you tell them, you sinner. <laughs> Let's not even go there. But this is for us now, how to deal with one another, how to deal with this thing called anger. It says here, be slow to speak. That's the key. Slow to speak. Anybody here quick in their speech? I'm going to put up my hand first. Be slow to speak. Because if you are slow, to speak, you've got time to be led by the Spirit. 
if you tone down your voice, you'll clearly hear the voice of God. Then it says, slow to wrath, anger. I've got so many things here to say about anger. Because the wrath of man, the wrath, your personal wrath, the way you express yourself does not produce the goodness of God, the righteousness of God. But when any person slows down, then suddenly the Holy Spirit takes over. It's not that God is slow. It's that God is in charge. It's that we run ahead with our mouths, with our lives, with our being, instead of slowing down. So everybody here, slow down. Have you experienced when you slow down, you breathe better? This is not a yoga class, but everybody... (sighs) Do you feel it? Actually, oh, there's life here. It feels so good. We need to do that more because it's either swift, slow, slow. If it's not swift, slow, slow, then it's slow, swift, swift. Have a look at what I'm meaning there for you. And then it goes on to say, therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted. This is the key now. The love of God, which happens in the following manner. And receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls, which is able to save your marriage, which is able to save your business, which is able to save. The implanted word of God is the one thing that saves a person. When it saves you, it saves what is around you. But when the word of God is not implanted into a person, when this book is not devoured, then anger usually takes over. But it says here, when the implanted word is planted within a person, then salvation happens to those around me. It's because people do not have the Word of God that nothing happens around them. And this is a lesson to all of us. All of us, every one of us. It says here, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Self-deception is when this book is closed. But when this book is taken serious, then this book is able to save us. And it saves everything around me. So fathers, we need to be more in the book than on the golf course. Oh, people get upset with me when I say that. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in the mother, in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But when he looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, then one will be blessed by what he does. This is so deep. The moment the mirror is kept in front of me consistently, daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, then the word is the mirror and I see the faults within myself. And then I want to be close to Jesus. But the moment that the mirror is taken away, then I move on and then I open the door for many troubles in my life. Now you understand the mirror. This is the mirror. It's not for a season in a person's life. It is for a lifetime. This Wednesday, the Bible school is still open. Let me get that in. I have two minutes left. So, Matthew 5.44. But I say to you, This is Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the person who took you and created you 
and who knows what is best for you. And he says the following to his church. Church, do you want to be impactful? Do you want to be useful? Do you want to make a difference? This is the way to do it. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you that you may be sons of your Father in heaven for He makes His Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. This is our Lord. He wants what's best for you, but an angry world, you don't quench a fire by throwing more petrol on, on it. No fire is quenched ever. No fight. You can be so right and win every fight that you destroy your life. Right people usually destroys their marriages, their lives, and the people around them. But people who humble themselves and slow down are people that seize another person. So I just want to mention the following. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Colossians 3 verse 8. I want to bless you with it. But now you yourselves are to put off all these. And this is some things we need to understand regarding ourselves. It says, put off these things. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouths. What is anger? Anger is like, that's, that's anger. So the moment you like, that schnauzer of mine, then don't go there. What is wrath? Wrath is an outburst, violent. It's, it's when you break the remote or your cell phone. That is wrath. Do you know that when, I don't know, there's normal people here tonight. I suppose some of us, we are more feisty than others. But you need to make a decision to leave things around you alone when you get cross. When that phone goes, that expensive, the other day I saw someone with a, with a 34,000 rand phone. Shoop, gone, the phone is gone. Now I wonder what sin will come out of that broken phone. Because what are you going to tell your insurance? Slamming doors. Just want to get some practical stuff in. <laughs> There's a lot of smiles I'm getting here right now. You know, when some people need to replace their doors on a weekly basis, the best is take it out. <laughs> and this is what wrath is. You might not touch another person, but your anger leaves a negative scratch. And when people have enough scratches, then they tend to react. And then what is malice? Malice is an interesting one. Malice is when you've been hurt so much that you are now bottled up with a smile. That's dangerous, people. God wants to take off the lid tonight. Some people are so hurt on the inside. They are so damaged. There's so many things that they have been through, but they don't know. They have bottled up anger, and that usually leads, unfortunately, to the worst thing ever, and that is suicide. Some people are sitting in jail. Do you know most people in jail, in the prisons, do not belong there? They open the door of anger, and that's why they are there. They killed someone because they were intoxicated. They were full of drugs. But that's not who that person is. That is why our church reaches out with the word of God to prisons, 
Because out of there comes forth people who are powerful. Many people will spend the rest of their lives in jail, not having a second chance because they opened the door of anger. You cannot control your anger when it becomes demonic, impossible. Then it goes on to murder. And murder starts, like Jesus said, the Lord Jesus took it to a God kind of level where he said, if you speak against another person, that hatred is murder. We need to be careful, people. We need to be careful. And then the ESV says about blasphemy. The New King James says blasphemy. The ESV says slander. We need to be careful. Jesus Christ died, gave his blood so that others might be saved. And then, obviously, filthy language, obscene talk, that kind of talk that should not be on our lips. So, tonight, I want to give opportunity to people that might have come to this place and you know you, can everybody bow your heads, please? You've come to the place, to Little Falls Christian Center tonight, and you are far from God. You know that you are far from God, and you know that you need to make right with God. I want to give you the opportunity tonight to react. If your life is not right with Christ, tonight I want to ask you, to lift up your hands in front of the presence of God, to make right with Him. Just lift up those hands if you know you are not right with God and you want to make right with Him. You want to say, Lord, come into my life. I don't want to go to hell. There are hands going up. I don't want to go to hell. I'm not going to hell. I am going to heaven. I want to meet Jesus. I want to see Him face to face. If that is you, lift up your hands. If you are that person that maybe you have backslidden, you once served God, but now you're not at the place you used to be, I want you to lift up your hands as well, to say, Lord, I'm making right tonight. Tonight is my night. I'm coming back to God. Lift up those hands. Lift up those hands. Yes, there are hands all over the place. Now you who have lifted your hands, please stand up for me. Just, just stand up. Just stand up. Just stand up. I just want to see your faces. I want to see your faces. That's right. Stand up. Stand up. Do not let the devil keep you in that chair. Stand up tonight. Make right with God. And I quickly want you, we just want to spend one minute with you. Please come to the front. Please, please just come to the front. Yes. That's right. That's right. Tonight is your night. Tonight, the Lord wants to help you. This is so good. Let me firstly say to all of you, I want to look you in the face, big eye, you're a big eye. We love you. We love you. Tonight, your journey with Christ starts. A brand new journey for you. But before we do anything. Tonight, you must sign a contract whereby you say, Father God, come into my life. Help me from this night forward. And when you pray that, God will set you free. Please raise up those hands in the presence of God. The Lord is here tonight. I want you to pray after me. Say, Father God, I come to you and I ask you tonight to please forgive me of all of my sins. Wash me, please, in the blood of Jesus Christ. I forgive every person that has ever hurt me or harmed me. Lord Jesus, please take over. I surrender and I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. And I believe that you were raised from the dead where you are now seated 
at the right hand of God. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Give the Lord a praise offering in this place. Now, we just want to spend two minutes with you. Please turn to your heart side. There's a pastor waiting for you. Just want to spend a minute with you. Please turn to that side and please go with him. Amen. Amen. This is so good, church. Praise God. The blood of Christ still works. The blood of Jesus is still operative tonight. But tonight, God wants to help people. If you truly are battling in the area of anger, you don't know why, but there's always a reaction, then we are going to pray for such people tonight. Or if you have been affected by anger and you do not come to the place of victory, you want to release that tonight. You want the help of God. I had such an event with God in my life why I asked the Lord because I was so full of anger that I didn't know I was hurting people around me. And then God came to me and He set me. One day He just set me free and all of that just went. From that day, I must tell you, the love of God is bubbling towards people. And that is what God wants for every person. So tonight, if you are battling in that area, I want you to stand up. Please stand up for me. Please stand up. Please stand up, yes. Please stand up. Holy Spirit, yes. Oh, Holy Spirit, you want to touch people tonight. Yes, please come to the front, please. Yes, please come to the front. There's a, there's a gentleness in this place. I don't want to disturb the work of the Holy Spirit here tonight. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.